A transient woman opens a sweet shop in a theocratic town. A millennia-old sword is stolen by the ward of a warrior's enemy. A single mother takes on a billion-dollar utility. An intersecting story of drugs in the U.S. and Mexico. And a general loses everything and is forced to fight for revenge. This time on the Oscar should have gone to... 2000. And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to Gladiator. 2000. In the year 2000. The distant future. Um, the year 2000. I just recorded that live. I'm totally going to re-record it, though. I know. I you fucked it. it. You yeah, fucked. so I'll I mean, do that. You fucked it up. You guys will never know. You'll never hear the But know version. that he definitely fucked but it up. But I messed it up. I don't want us to lie to our listeners. Sure. We got some exciting honest. news this week, and I don't remember the person's name. Oh, yeah, me neither. But Nicole, who was our last guest... Had a friend text her. I want to say Joe. I don't know if that's right. right. No. Um, Had a friend text her and was like, oh, it's so cool you're on that podcast. Um, It's really funny. And neither Megan and I know who this person is. Whoever this mystery person is that is voluntarily listening to us, I am so sorry. We thank Something you. Something has gone we terribly wrong in you. your life. Yeah, and probably. But you know what? We're glad that I'm going to reap the benefits of it for sure. Yeah. So now I want to say like it's like Joe Arepas. Does that does that make sense? That's, does that sound? Are you thinking of Joe Arapayo, the sheriff in Arizona, that the the racist sheriff? Oh, maybe that was it. Was that the pardoned one? Yeah, sure. He listens to this podcast. Yes, yeah, he's a big fan of our. He did not like the crash episode. No, loves that. Loves totally. that movie. <laughs> Very into it. Hey, I have a question for you. Yeah, I've been driving around LA because mm-hmm. I live here. Yes, and I've been seeing a lot of uh, billboards for this show called Patrick. Melrose? And uh-huh. I'd like to know what it is, and I'd like to know what the fuck is the deal with it, and who has greenlit this, and what is the situation. I want to know what Patrick Melrose is. I don't know. All Maybe I can tell, a- if you don't live in L.A., it's yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch, and Patrick Melrose is in, like, pink, like, millennium pink, and uh-huh. he's, like, sitting with a martini that's, like, spilling over him. Yeah. And I think he has, like, a cigarette in the other hand or whatever. And just looking at the camera, giving a real, honestly, Patrick Bateman sort of, like, fuck you, I'm murdering people look. Yeah. Which is always kind of Benedict Cumberbatch. For sure. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Benedict Cumberbatch. So it could be anything. That that would have been better casting. I mean, he wasn't, I guess, so much in the zeitgeist at that time. Um, I'm going to bring in our guest. Wait, do you not know what Patrick Mullins Because I don't, but, you know, our guest, who's a friend of mine for almost 16 years now. That's a long time. Since we were both babies. Literal toddlers, we'll say. She's your Laura Wallers. Yeah, but she's also, um, not that this, she's a a below-the-line agent. At William Morris Endeavor, so maybe she's familiar with Patrick Melrose. I just didn't how it's a meme. Don't tell me that you had to look it up. I want you to have this knowledge at your fingertips. Well, you know they change names of these things all the time, and so I was like, oh, maybe it had a different name, but I am not familiar. No. Also, Jennifer Jason Lee is in it, which is, is she like now? oh. 
The I think it thickened. Yeah. Either, JJL. Yeah. JJL. Yeah. I got it. Listen, I got Patrick it. Patrick Melrose, are you sure it's not a shoe store? There's a lot of those on Melrose. Yeah, okay. so it, would, it would be called like Patrick Melrose. Yeah. And it would be like six inch like stilettos. Yeah, and it's, like, just like, it's just like it's just like two hundred and twenty five like women lining up instead of like also, sweaty men. The mm-hmm. summary on IMDb is not helpful at all because it says based on the Patrick Melrose novels. Oh. What the fuck? <laughs> are we being oh, you know those books that everybody knows? Oh yes. Well, we are yes, talking yes, about two thousand yes, 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 day. Maybe Hunger we're being, Games. Maybe we're being punk. Harry Potter. And Patrick, the Patrick Melrose. Melrose novels. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know. He looks like a real asshole in it, and I just would like if anybody could uh, tweet at me or tell me like what it is about. Yeah. Maybe I, Doctor gonna, Strange turns into Patrick Melrose. Maybe that's like an uncanny Marvel. Sure, whatever helps step, him shave know? that horrible fucking goatee situation oh, yeah, that yeah, he has going on. Yeah. He's yeah. like not a bad looking dude, right? He's not a great-looking dude, I wouldn't say. I don't think he's bad-looking. I, I, I would take a I would guess that in real life, IRL, he's, like, one of those really charming, beautiful... Yeah. Like, just... I imagine him tall and very charming. I can see that. And, mm-hmm. and then... I can see that. You know. And people are like, let's make him, like, a like a sexy man. And yeah. then it's like, it doesn't quite translate. Yeah. Exactly. But I, but I can see it. Yeah. I can see it. Right. Maybe in Patrick Melrose, where he's going to like really take us all by storm, and we're going to be like, oof. Yeah, maybe. Here Except it is. Someone's getting a real I sexy did man see now. That, I did see that trailer somewhere, and I was like, what is this? <laughs> we got it. What's going on here? We, Guys, please. In the trailer, does it look like he's like, is he like a bad boy? Like, Well, it, it looks like a SNL like digital short. Oh. Like a crazy move that does not work well. It's, it's him and Kyle Mooney, and they are in a coffee shop. I cannot you know wait. I would actually like to watch Benedict Cumberbatch and Kyle Mooney do something together, anything. Just that talk would in be, a coffee shop. Would yeah, be I would. I, think, I would yeah. be interested in that dynamic. Though, like, I, although, beyond, I'll be honest with you, uh, and you're in the biz, so you can like. <laughs> You're in the biz. Ish. It, Ish. Listen, you're biz in it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You're biz in it. So you can accept, uh, or you can you can get where I'm coming from here. I'm kind of tired of, like, dramatic actors being like, you know what? I'm going to do comedy now. Because, like, no bigs. Uh, like, yeah. One time I made, one time I made my mom laugh, or one time I made my Asian laugh. Yeah. And so it's I'm just like, be hilarious. It's just like, there's people like Megan It's John Hampson, John Hampson drum. Yeah. Like, you were on SNL one time and yeah. it was funny, and now all of a sudden it's like, you want to be Mr. Funny Dude and, uh, like, stay in your lane. Yeah. Stay in your lane, Don Draper. Listen, there's people like Megan and I, we are not attractive enough to be in these, like, prestige dramas. No, and we're not funny enough to be in the comedy. So my question is, where do we go? I I don't know. Tell us. And if they stop casting all these, like, good-looking people, there's more room for, like, regulars. Sure. Like, sure. We like to call it you in know, the commercial industry. Just the no talent real, punch. real the to real. character. <laughs> <laughs> Where is why isn't there more parts for real to character people like Megan and I? Well, that's closer I'm glad to, that we closer all, to character. I'm, I'm glad you've all joined us because in the next hour and a half we're going to try and get to the bottom of this. Yes. Uh, on our with new a, with podcast, a, with real a, to character with <laughs> Megan and Craig. Uh, no, really, it feeds into this year with a spate of movies. I like to call just average 
Hey, hey guys, you looking for some movies? <laughs> Come over here behind the. It's like it's like a it's like remember that episode of Sex and City? Remember about Sex and City where like uh, Carrie goes to L.A. and mm-hmm. and Samantha's there and they go to get like a bunch of and there's one one guy's like oh I got all these Fendi bags but mm-hmm. they're like I don't know if they're fake or if they're just like yeah in a huge in a huge pile in the back of this like car or whatever right. and then she sees them and they're like she's like no oh, that's not that. It's not that special anymore. I don't want this Fendi bag anymore. Yeah. That's how I feel about these movies. Of this year? Of this year. They're not, they're not special enough. They're not special. They're like one of a hundred Fendi bags in the back of like a, of a Subaru in like Van Nuys. Mm-hmm. Let's, let, let's, let's dive into it. Sure. What, a, what better thing to dive into than chocolat? Chocolat! <laughs> chocolat. Um, sure, yeah. Let's get into Chocolat. I, mean, I mean, what is what's been said about Chocolat that we Well I mean, there's I, so many podcasts. The Chocolat podcast, uh-huh. uh, of course, probably talks about it a lot. They do a mm-hmm. weekly episode about it, but we should jump right. into our thoughts. Right. Well, I think that we can just sort of address the very obvious thing here, which is a film about sexual liberation and freedom in a puritanical yep. village. Made by Harvey Weinstein. Ooh. Yeah. So yeah. going back, that was a really yeah fun experience Bold rewatching movie. this. Bold yeah, movie. Alex and I had a drink right before he came over here, and I feel like, you know, I was saying, and we talked about this a couple episodes ago, that Shakespeare in Love will always be chapter one on the Miramax mm-hmm. Weinstein Company book about like his power in Hollywood that it won. Chocolat feels like, at least so far in what we've covered, the most like, I'm throwing elbows and I'm getting this movie nominated. Yeah, this movie, movie this movie gonna be in the mm-hmm. in the best picture yeah. race. Mm-hmm. And I, I wanna say, it's not a bad movie. No, not I think at all. in particular, the first like hour of this movie is very good so and delightful. delightful. And then Johnny Depp shows up on a house. Okay, let's stop about, <laughs> let's, let's have a 25 minute conversation <laughs> about Johnny Depp. Uh, don't worry, it's not going to be 25, but <laughs> I could talk the entire time about Johnny Depp. Here's my thing. When did Pirates of the Caribbean come out? It was like, the, it's 2001, 2000, I think the first one's okay. somewhere between 2001 right and 2003. It was right so around this time. I guess, yeah. what, I guess what this, this movie's done, and it's like really opened my eyes and it's very exciting for me, is forever I was like... Pirates of the Caribbean is the movie that ruined Johnny Depp because he put on eyeliner and all of a sudden he was like, I am the eyeliner guy now yeah. mm-hmm. and it is no, Turns out good. he was trying out Jack Sparrow he as was. an Irish traveler in France. Was that that accent? I it think was. that's what he's supposed to be. He's I think supposed, he's supposed to be, to be Irish. like an Eddie Izzard mini driver traveler. Yeah, but in, sure. In France. Sure. First, well, let's, let's, I'm going to leave to the side the fact that this movie takes place in France and almost nobody has a French accent. Yeah. That's fine. Yes. That's fine. Right. It's one thing if you're not going to like speak French, but then for the lead actress to be French and have a very French accent and then essentially nobody else have a French accent. Which I actually say, thank God. Just <laughs> I mean, I guess. You don't want to hear Carrie Ann Moss's French accent? <laughs> oh, yeah. I really don't. I don't. I mean, no, she's, Can- she? she's Canadian, so she probably knows French. Did she? I couldn't tell. Did she attempt any sort of an accent, or was it just straight, like, Eastern It was Eastern just straight, Atlantic? I don't like my mom. Okay, yeah. great. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. And then, like, Judy Dench was, like, British. Yeah. 
it, oh, with yeah, the French. She, yeah, it's Judy Dench. I bought it. Yeah. A little bit of a Let's say Carol is in the movie. She's French. Okay. And what was right. Molina doing? Don't know. Unclear. Yeah. Unclear. Okay. So, anyway, that, that was upsetting yeah. to me as a... As a Francophile, MVD. It's a great... My mother's a French teacher. I it, do love it. And I was excited to be like, oh, let's, we're going to get some, like, you know, a little bit of a, a mon dieu or, or mm. something here yeah, and there. There was really that. no... It no. takes place in a fairy tale land. I don't think we take place in an actual town, right? Like, it's not even, like, a right. fairy tale version of an actual Except town. It's like in uh, typical... I feel like this is very true to, like, movies... Uh, that Miramax was doing at the end. Like, my mom... I remember going to see Chocolat with my mom, who, like, owns <laughs> yeah. the DVD and loves yeah. it. And I feel oh, like it's a it's, real mom it, it was, like, definitely a Christmas present yeah. that year. Of like, yeah. I got you the DVD of Chocolat <laughs> for you. I got... For you. Just for you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but staying through all the credits to see, oh, I, I just want to see where this was filmed. Like, <laughs> we should go on vacation there. Yeah. And we did the same exact Ever thing. Ever after? Ever after another great one, mm-hmm. um, but I remember well at the end of watching it. This time I watched it with my roommate. We uh, googled this town and we were like, yeah. "Oh, fascinating! Oh, very interesting!" In fact, the population of this town has gone down over the years. Interesting. Wow. Where was it shot? Vancouver. <laughs> 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 could have been. I'll be honest. Could have been. Um, it is like a fun smorgasbord like, of actors from different places. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Because you got Lena Olin and you got yeah. Pierce Stormare. So you got oh, yeah. What was her accent, would you say, Lena Olin? What was she doing? Um, trying to hide um, Swedish. Mm. Yeah, that was what it was. It was very, that was interesting. Yeah. She's trying to hide something. Yeah. On there. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that way about this town. I understand why the population would go down because... Um, the church is a real bitch, man. I guess yeah. The, yeah. the lesson of this movie is Catholicism sucks. Don't or whatever it was. Was it Catholicism? I felt like it was. I Lent. guess it was a priest I, and Lent. it's Lent. Yeah. yeah. Isn't well, that the only? It's like yes. a Jesuit kind yeah. of thing. Does anybody else do Lent? Is yeah. just a... Yeah. No? It's other things? I think other people do Lent, but I don't think they do like Ash Wednesday into Lent. I think mm-hmm. other people outside of Catholics give things up. Okay. But I don't know. I'm not. Right. I wouldn't know. I'm yeah. not the sacrificial type. Yeah. I, um, I, this movie was so weird to me going back and watching because I remember loving this movie mm-hmm. and this time I'm like, God, this was such a dopey, cheesy, weird yeah. movie. Yeah. But I love in my notes. I actually just noticed this. I wrote, "God bless Judy Dench." She's so she's man. <laughs> she gives it a hundred and ten percent. And that I will say the yeah. that that storyline with her and the grandson when he gives her the picture of her was I actually very up. emotional. And you very know what? Emotional. You know, um, she did the back. It's almost, that's a whole thing. If all, the it's almost anyone else. Cry, it's almost thing. anyone else. I'm probably like, Ugh, that was stupid. Right. But it's Judy Dench, so I was like, mm. oh god. Yeah, I know. And the thing, like, the elements of this film, I could totally relate to. Also, big year for single moms. Yes. Like, yes. big year for women in general. Just, yeah, you go single moms. Yes. You go single moms, you go tough-ass ladies. Yeah. I appreciate uh, that. So I did really appreciate that. And This movie is just a movie that, like, I had only watched it for the first time a couple years ago. And the first hour of the movie is just so delightful, and I just wanted it to be that. And then it just, like... Johnny Depp shows up and then loses some steam and then like it just totally like kind of like it's just like a deflating balloon by the end of the movie like I wasn't even paying attention the last 15 minutes I was like 
why is Alfred Molina eating all yeah, of the chocolate? Yeah, the climax of him like, and the chocolate, yeah. you would oh think my God. it would be so much. I remember it as being like, oh, no, he's, I think probably because my mother, because yeah. he was like, and look, he ate all the chocolate. And I, and I, by the time that moment rolled around, I remember it as being like a really big deal. And it was like, it seemed very sh- very shoehorned and ap- like if you see yeah. like an afterthought of like oh god yeah we gotta have him cut have him yeah. like we gotta wrap this up and have him like have his moment of like realization that he's no better than everybody what should we yeah just make him eat the chocolate or whatever yeah, yeah. I wrote I wrote the window chocolate scene alone Melina deserves a nomination poor Melina <laughs> poor Melina like, he was like okay so I'm getting into the chocolate I'm gonna <laughs> I, I jump into the <laughs> chocolate, into the chocolate. yeah chocolate. I like I said I watched this with with my roommate Jordan he was like you know, masturbation really is a lot cleaner and like <laughs> easier to do yeah. than and less embarrassing. Yeah. You just um, like you I know. will say I would eat the fuck out of that feast though that they have. Oh, oh my, my god. god. That chocolate, chocolate sauce. Yes. I'm like the duck. I would that was yeah. my favorite scene of the whole thing because I'm yeah. about also food scenes. Garden party lit by candles. Yeah. That's that's my jam one hundred percent. Cool hats on. I'm, I'm yeah. I love a hat. Mm-hmm. I wish they hadn't gone and gotten dessert on the boat again. No, don't care the about the travelers. Yeah, it's so weird. Party. It's kind of like this year was a year and I know we talked about this a little bit, like such a studio movie year, like a classical yeah. studio movie, like in the height of the studio power. And it was the formula was you get movie stars in it, right? To yeah. finance these movies. And so choke a lot, you're like, why is Johnny Depp in this movie again? Oh, I guess maybe Johnny Depp they needed for like financing. Like yeah. you feel like did they Someone's like, write I'm taking five million, but yeah. you can't have fucking young Colin Farrell play that Irish traveler. I yeah. Think yeah. That. Like, yeah. Yeah. Have a, yeah. Yeah. Sidebar, do you think he kept the wardrobe from this movie? Oh, hundred percent. I think he provided the wardrobe. Right. For this, <laughs> <movie. laughs> this is I just right. I just think my takeaway is like I think this is the beginning of there's a possibility that this was not a written role. Yeah. And Johnny Depp just showed up on a houseboat yeah. in France and they were shooting the movie, right. and they were like, "Do you want to?" Right. And they were like, "Can you do an accent?" And he was like, "And he was like, oh yes, of course I can." And they were like, "Okay, no, so you can't." Well, that's fine. We'll just deal with. What I do we've believe got. that Lassa Hallstrom, the director, and Johnny mm-hmm. Depp at this time shared the same agent. So maybe Johnny, because this is the time this is the when scoop that yeah. we have. NBD, yeah. yeah. But you know, there's I. Because I thought this also. It's like, is there a chance that maybe Johnny was like going to France for vacation? For vaca- or his house was there <laughs> so at that time, right? Yeah, exactly. Sure, yeah. And you know, and the agent's just like, hey, do you think we get Johnny you into the movie? Close to home? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Lily Rose is only yeah. you know yeah. four or whatever right. she was. Then. I could probably get a few million out of that. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. I guess it's like. I didn't not I enjoyed myself watching it and I, I was like I hadn't seen it in a long time and yeah. I was like I'll sit through this whole movie it's not very long yeah it was enjoyable but it st- it ended and I was like really this was nominated for this was best <laughs> movie of the year yeah. Yeah. it's like this movie was made in general yeah weird yeah strange and then Oh, is it based on a novel? Yes, it is. Is it based Actually, on a best-selling novel? Was this like Girl in the Dragon Tattoo in 1998? <laughs> I don't know if I read this first or saw the movie first, but I will tell you, I did read this book, and it was purchased for me, procured for me, by 
none other than Miss Deborah Murphy, <laughs> aka uh-huh. my mother. Uh huh. Uh huh. So. This is a big mom and daughter. It's a real go to the theater yeah. together. Yes. I'm sure we thing. saw it yeah. together. Yeah. Yeah. More yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Isn't that lovely? Yeah. Um, anyway, chocolate guys. Chocolate. God, I wish Judy. Also, real quick, and then we'll move on. That dinner looks so good, and I'm so bummed it killed Judy Dench. I know. <laughs> Go out on top. Go out on that nah. side sidebar. That is how I want to go. Yeah. I want to drown in a bathtub of that chocolate. Yeah, with little lamb. Do we ever find out what Johnny Depp's favorite chocolate is? Yeah, yeah. the hot chocolate. chocolate. Oh, get out of my head! Oh, I, I stopped paying attention. I guess it's not that fun of a reveal. No. It's like this is my favorite, and yeah. we're like, okay, cool. The mystery's solved. <laughs> I guess. Um, I thought it was like he was like going down on her and was like, this is my favorite. It should have been something like that. Gross. It's about sexual liberation. <laughs> That's right. Again. Sure, that would have fit totally right. in with the tone of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the tone of the movie is thrown out of the window. It's a fairy tale and then all of a sudden it's like her son dying on a houseboat almost. Yeah, so like, yeah, yeah. Daughter, Anouk. Daughter, yes. Anouk, I do like that name. I like that name, yeah. name too. And, the, and, the, and her kangaroo, Pantouf. 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 Cute. I very cute. It. Cute. Very cute. Very cute. Yeah. I'd be a single mom if I could look like Julia Bernard. By the way, I would be a single mom if I could like have a have a chocolate shop yeah. that doesn't even make any money for six months. Yeah, no. she just go or, I guess, town like opening months. up a chocolate shop. Like, how this is the first chocolate the cap- shop. By the way, how does she have the capital for that? She's giving out free chocolates left and right. Left and right. I know. I know. I don't know how she does it. What a great life. I, not great, because she's yeah. not super happy, but... Yeah. I, I mean, and she has to bang Johnny Depp, and I'm going to tell you right now, she got some sort of venereal disease. Oh, a thousand percent. But guys, sure. Johnny, this was like Johnny Depp's moment. Ugh, like, I thought, no. I watched this and I was like, oof, Johnny Depp is hot. I, I love that you say that. You are incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> I am a Johnny Depp apologist. I do love him. Yeah. I do. I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His... His skin reminds me of a handbag that I once had. <laughs> I don't know. I, there's a turning point. We watched a few episodes, many episodes ago, actually. We watched Finding Neverland. Mm-hmm. He's very hot in that and also very charming and winning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for some, it's weird. It was like a weird respike because, like, this is what you're saying begins to downward, and then the three years later is Finding Neverland. Finding yeah, Neverland, which spike. is great. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe I just don't like ponytails. On a man. Could be. Yeah, that's just that's very, a valid point. It's very heteronormative yeah. of me, and I'm yeah. sorry for that. I apologize. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. How do you feel about a man bun? I'm going to tell you, I'm actually not opposed to a man bun. No. See, uh, it's, it's all about the style. It's about how they wear it. it. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, speaking of man buns <laughs> and ponytails, <laughs> let's move on to Crouching Tiger and Hidden Dragon. Oh, yeah. 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 I first put this movie on when you gave it to me, and when you gave it to me, and I don't know if this is how you watched it last, but I'm assuming it's not. It was uh, subtitles of English, but it was also dubbed in English. Oh, I definitely didn't watch it that okay. way. Okay. It's, it's weird when... It's weird. Things... Public service announcement to everybody out there that's like, I don't want to watch a movie in a different language. Look then don't watch the movie. Because watching a movie being dubbed to English, in it is, it's not the same. It's re- it really loses its hope. The first time I ever saw Life is Beautiful 
was in high school and it was a dubbed version. No, of it. see, and it's the, that's awful. And I that's think so we, terrible. I don't think we, I think we only watched like 15, 20 minutes of it, and then we were like, "Is there a way to turn the dubbing off? Like, what's going on with this?" Uh-huh. Um, and that's when I was like. 17. So if as a 17-year-old in Houston, Texas, yeah. I was re- willing to read two hours of subtitles, like, you can do it now. You can do if it. You're Just read this those. podcast, you can do it. You, if, yeah. if you are over the age of, yeah, if you have a reading especially level of a grader, you can probably just, like, Especially with a movie rest. like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, although maybe it's not like a movie like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, where even, like, reading, like, the actual lines of dialogue, most of it's, like... This yeah. movie's not about the dialogue. It's not about the dialogue. <laughs> it's yeah. really not about the dialogue. Right. Yeah. And you until, until the end when, yes. oh my God, that is maybe one of the most romantic mm. death scenes I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, Spoilers. holy shit, Chow Yun-Fat, way to do it. Yeah. But like, why even have an antidote? Just because we want to get the two of them alone, so yeah. we got to sing, send Zhang Zi mm-hmm. off to go out to go and, and try and make yeah, it way, to show like, up too late. Too late. Yeah. By the way, that's exactly why because they right. needed a time on their own. And right. Although I guess she could have just she been like, just and left. I think it, but also to make that like tension of like, will yeah. she get back in time? And I think yeah. it also shows that she was remorseful and wanted oh, to sure. save yeah. him. Yeah. You know. Also, what do you think she, her skincare routine is like? Okay, I heard <laughs> that. This is this pertains to Korean women, okay. but I heard that before they even put on makeup, Korean women on average apply seven different products to their face before makeup. Cool. I'm gonna need a list of those seven <laughs> products. <laughs> I would like a list of what they are and where I can there purchase are, them. Um, yeah, there have you ever gone down to well, I guess in Koreatown and also Little Tokyo, they're like the beauty supply shops yeah. there. I'm just like I've it's been like to Tommy like, Moly. I've been, yeah, I've been. It's it's overwhelming. Oh, There's a great. lot of stuff going on there, and I and I feel like I walk in and they look at me like, "There's nothing we can do for you." <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, you were born that like that. <laughs> Okay, good luck. Uh, but uh, her, she is the word is luminous. Yeah, uh, God. Her. It is so true. We'd like to see more of her. That she did that. She did this. She did that. The King and I. The King and I. Anna and the King. King. And Jodie Foster. Yeah. That was before this, I think. Cool. I think she did that. Maybe she didn't. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I love this movie. I love it. I love it. I love, love this movie. I love it so much, and it's first of all. One of the most beautiful films still mm-hmm. that exists. I mean, oh my God. And, you know, being a, you know, doing what I do, you always sort of like take note of how things look. And you just like, my God, like those set designs and the cinematography is so beautiful. And you just think about how like it was technologically so advanced, all of that fight choreography and like the, the, like flying, yeah, the, yeah. the wire work, and yeah, and how even in its simplicity now, and sure, it's like probably a little bit outdated, but it still holds up, and it's still so riveting to watch, yeah. and it's just incredible. Like the mixture between the sort of magical VFX elements, and then the real fight choreography. Yeah, yeah, it's. It's just mind blowing to me. Yeah. And like back to female empowerment. Yeah. I mean, damn. 
it was lead people that are you know well in particular like Michelle Yeoh I think is great in this movie yes she's really yes. incredible yeah yeah that's interesting for me to hear you talk a lot about the the um you know, the stuff that's kind of like your yeah. uh, your forte. Like, mm. speak more about that in the sense of, like, do you feel like that is, uh, that sort of cinematography and, and all of this below-the-line stuff, do you think that is, uh, where does that play in the in the best picture race? And, and do you think that weighs at all? Um, you know, you, you go back and you look at who was nominated this year. And it was like a ton of, I mean, it's like, I mean, you think about like John Matheson who shot Gladiator, which is exquisitely shot. I mean, it's incredible. And then, you know, like Caleb Deschanel was nominated and Roger Deakins. This was one of the several Roger Deakins nominations that he, but this man, Peter Powell, who won is from Hong Kong. And I mean, he has, he is prolific in his own right, but is, you know, he works in, in China and Hong Kong and he does, you know, he, he's not, he's done some American films and certainly after this, you know, kind of, but you watch it, you're just like, holy, holy shit. I mean, this is beautiful. And all the night, the nighttime work and it's dark and it is, you know, and the way that the women, I mean, they're, like you said, like the the way that they're lit. Everyone except the Jade Fox. Right. That baggy skin bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jade Fox. But then you Which I feel for her, man. Yeah. That character, yeah. that's a fascinating character. You Absolutely. know, the way that she's shot and the, the sense that she always seems to be shrinking yeah. in a yeah. strange sense, the way that it, it, it compared to her surroundings and stuff. And I feel in a sense that maybe she feels that she has been minimized by mm-hmm. the master or whatever. And she says yeah. in the beginning, he was, I was like, he would sleep with me or something, but he wouldn't teach me or right. Whatever. And you and you think about what this film really says about the power that women never had access to because they couldn't read and write. Right. I mean, somebody who is as good as one of these master fighters will never be as good because she couldn't read the yeah. manual. I mean, right. that just breaks your heart. And yeah. it, like, I mean, this film is, like, in terms of female empowerment, and I know we'll get to, you know, there are other, yeah. you know, the other film, one of the other films nominated this year. Gladiator. Oh, <laughs> Gladiator, also <laughs> about female empowerment. Um, is, you know, it's just, like, I feel like it was so ahead of its time. Yeah. And I think... You know, when it came out, I remember everyone talking about how this film, sort of from a technical standpoint, was so ahead of its time. But really, like, this was so long before Me Too and Time's Up, and it's like, it's just incredible. Beyond just the technical aspect, it really was. Yeah, you're right. You're right. People don't get that. I mean, now that we have, like, a. I don't know, Atomic Blonde and, like, other stuff on Game of Thrones where it's, like, women are kicking ass. This yeah. was an early yeah. uh, predecessor of that. The one thing with this movie that I don't... I guess I just don't really like, honestly, is I don't really care about Zang Ziyi's, like, journey away from the other people. I think it's because I'm so much... I was just more interested in Michelle Yeoh. Mm-hmm. So, like, when she's, like sort of cast out like her whole thing like where she finds low and all that stuff like it just wasn't as interesting to me yeah and it is a pretty long departure from like I guess the the stolen sword part of the film yeah the main point yeah. of the film yeah um 
Yeah, it's I mean, not perfect. It's not a perfect movie, yeah. but it's it's very. But I love the fight scene when it's just her like beating up everyone in the tavern. Yeah, I think that's incredible. And the fight scene between her and Michelle Yeoh it is great. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. Why can they fly? Well, um, this it's was, just their martial arts. Yeah. Well, this. Am, am I wrong? This was also based on a book. I, I think, think probably, but I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure this was this was a book first, and yeah. so I would love to go back and because if that is, I'm I'm like ninety percent sure sure, uh, sure that this was. We're not going to fact check you, and we're going to say <laughs> right. right now this was a book. This, this was based a book. book. You should go out and get it. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. Oprah's book club. I believe it is available at Amazon. Yes, it was written by James Fry. Amazon. Yes. <laughs> true story. It's all a true. True, 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 true story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So imagine, I mean, just from, like, if this, on the page, how beautiful yeah. this must have been. Yeah. Um, I also, can one of you explain the ending to me? Like, the very end? I, I think she, 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 she kills herself. herself. Yeah. She, last time he can style. Right. Yeah. She's like. But can you kill yourself by jumping off something if you can fly? Ooh, shit. <laughs> you have now found right. the big gaping hole in this movie. That's she, a like, great turned off the flight. Oh, yeah. yeah she was just like, yeah. Her yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah the switch. She yeah. was like, no flight. Yeah. yeah. She's very like the Hulk, where she just, like, puts a bullet in her brain and the Hulk spits it out. Yeah. Guys, I watched Infinity War recently. <laughs> I, I just saw it yesterday for the first I mean, very enjoyable. Let's talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, talk yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, any final thoughts on Crouching Tiger before we move on? I agree with you. It's really good, and this is a good... I, I'm happy to see, especially a foreign film like this, too. Yeah. And, and, it's always and fun I love when that to happens, see foreign... Yeah, exactly. When foreign film kind of crosses over and is a financial success yep. here and, you know, gets all the, all the cachet and the awards... It's just, it's great, yeah. you know, and this was so deserving. I mean, I think this is maybe one of, I mean, I'm going to say something bold here, bold. but I think this is maybe one of the best films, like, of all time. Wow. Whoa. I went there. I did not think that anybody, any of us would go there. Wow. Yeah, I loved it. That's and great. I had seen it before. I remember, yeah. I mean, I saw it when it yeah. first came out, but it's been 18 years, and you yeah. watch it, and you're like... Oh my god, this is incredible. Yeah. I will say I was watching this this weekend uh, actually in the car mm-hmm. when, uh, because I was driving, which I admit is probably not the way it's probably not. But I had to go to a week oh, No, I Fred Angley said when he shot mm-hmm. this movie my goal is that people will watch this on a less than 10 inch iPad screen <laughs> right. in a car to the central uh, coast of California. Okay, right. that's, a direct, that's a direct quote. That's yeah. great. I, that, yeah. It's actually that also explains. in the book, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Dragon. <laughs> Written yeah. by James Fry. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's so great because that's literally exactly my experience. <laughs> and I've got, like, I mean, like, maybe 15 minutes, 15, 20 minutes in, and I deposit, and I turn to my husband, and I go, oh, I just can't wait to go to Japan. <laughs> yeah. You know this movie takes place, it does take place in, in China. <laughs> and, I, and look, I did take that on, and I do realize that now, mm-hmm. and I do oh, apologize. something about yourself. To those people, that um, they're, those yeah. are different countries, and I'm sorry for that. Yeah. But also, I am very excited to just, like, anywhere in the Far East would be fine. Yeah. Go for it. Uh, speaking of the Far East... Um, let's talk about Eastern California and Aaron Brockovich. Whoa, is that 
segue. Great segue. Great segue. This was the first film I watched oh. in the going back and uh-huh. rewatching stuff. And so uh, I just have to. Okay. I just have to get this out first. Go, go. Because it go. was just my biggest go. thought the whole friends. time. Go. Yeah. Remember how Aaron Eckhart was almost a movie star? Yes! Oh my god! <laughs> I I love that you said that. Because I kept the whole time I kept going, what happened to Aaron fucking Eckhart? <sighs> Who did he piss off? Yeah. Because I maybe well, it's just I because if there's he's certain nothing. stuff maybe he doesn't do because he was raised Mormon and I don't think he's still part really? of the church, but I wonder if there's certain things he wouldn't do because of that, like language wise and mm. morality wise. Mm. I don't know that that's true. I don't know, morality wise. I mean he did a bunch of Neil Abute shit plays, so that's probably not true. Come on. He tried to he almost killed um I don't know, Gary Oldman's kids. Yeah. And fucking Batman. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I mean He's Harvey Milk. Like, yeah, you are you were Harvey Milk, and like, what really? happened? But I seem to recall there was some like, and maybe I'm making this up, but like some vampire movie or something. Well, he did. Thank you for smoking. Yes, yeah. right. I Great. think that this is Great. all in the in the sort of trajectory yeah. of like the prestige crap. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then. Hold on, guys. I mean, the last crazy. thing I can remember him I doing Frankenstein. was... I, oh, Frankenstein. Frankenstein! Oh, that was he, the end. P.S. I have Straight Talk seen that movie, and I may have been a little high, and it was very enjoyable. Uh, here's my whole thing about him, and, and I, Frankenstein, reminds me of this. I think we might need to accept the possibility that he might not be very good. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. And he's not quite charming enough to make up for it. Because here's my thing about Julia Roberts in this. And I talked about, okay, Julia Roberts won an Oscar for this, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Julia Roberts, no, no shade, just tea. <laughs> <laughs> She's not an actress. She is a movie star. Mm-hmm. She fucking... I know she's yes. supposed to look cheap and trashy, and yet she flashes them pearly whites, and I'm like, holy fuck. Yeah. You yeah. are Julia Roberts. I, re- I literally wrote Julia Roberts, man. I mean, there's nothing more to... That's all, and that's all that needs to be said. Yeah. Three words. Julia Roberts, man. It's fine that she won an Oscar. That's great. She did the best job that she was going to do. It's yes. not even her fault. In It's not even... Like, she... Not, she's not either good nor bad. She's Julia Roberts. Here's like, the thing. I'm going to disagree with you. I think she's good in this movie, and I'm not mad at her Oscar. This movie is so good. I, I love think Aaron Brockovich is so wow, you guys, wow. fucking we, I feel like we good. really buried the lead here. I have okay. not watched this movie yeah. probably since it came out. Wow. I have not seen it. Wow. And I watched it, and I was like, boy, oh, boy, am I enjoying my two hours of time with yes. this movie. Wow. Yes. Really? I loved it. I loved it, too. So great. I loved it, too. <laughs> Julia really? Roberts is a movie star. Absolutely. She's a movie star. But here's the thing. She is a movie star in this movie and in a couple other movies in the same way that Denzel Washington is a movie star. Sure, sure. Where he's always Denzel Washington, mm-hmm. but it's still a really good performance, I yeah, think. Yeah, sure. I that's think fair. I really think that's fair. I, I, uh, listen, I'm not taking it away from her. I'm not mad at her Oscar at all. Yeah. yeah. I. Because there, there are people that are mad at her Oscar because she beat out particularly Ellen Burstyn, which I mm-hmm. rewatched Requiem. We can get into that, but... And Ellen Burstyn's amazing in that movie, but also a lot of her performance is like 
camera tricks and directorial. Yeah. Like, there's no... Yeah. This is just a, a straightforward, yeah. turn the camera on and let Julia work. And she talks and she Absolutely. talks. And she, she talks. She's got a lot of dialogue. The whole movie is yes. relying on her. Every single... She's in every single scene. And yeah. it is... Um, I mean, like, it's a it's a film about a woman yeah. at a time when movies were not made about women. Yeah. And then people, you know, and it wasn't like, oh, how can we like, can we flip this male character to make it a, a woman's character? Like, this is so about women. And Julia Roberts, to your point that this is a great performance, I feel like Julia Roberts, like, you think about Notting Hill, right, mm-hmm. where she. Is oh, by the way, luminous had the DVD pack, the 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 twofer, Aaron Brockovich and Notting Hill came together. They came like, together. Yeah, that was my like. I like, I like. Oh, we get to use the Julia Roberts collection. Yeah. That's DVD fascinating because those. Because now because now it would be Aaron Brockovich. And then they would throw it in with like full frontal or something. Okay. And you'd be like, what? Why? Why? Yeah. I don't want, I don't want no. full frontal. I just want Aaron Brockovich. Right. But Julia Roberts is kind of you know, relatively speaking, sort of silent. Like, she's just, her presence is... In Notting Hill. Yeah. In Notting Hill and in so many films that she's done up until this point. And this is the first film where I feel like we really get to, like, see her speak. Yeah. And you get to actually watch her act. Yeah. You know, she's given the opportunity. I think this script is mind-blowing. I think the script is so well done. Yeah. This is an old-fashioned movie. I'm interested. I, I'm fascinated to hear the, the opinion of the um, of the two of you because for me, this is a better version of Michael Clayton, and I, I oh, liked yeah. it a lot mm. for sure. Okay, okay, cool. So maybe we're we're closer to the same page. Like, I was like, I very much enjoyed myself. I was like, this is a good movie. This is a very enjoyable movie. Yeah. Um, I do not care about I, the, speaking about Aaron Eckhart. I. One and a half speeded it through his stuff. I don't care about her personal life. I mean, I do care in the sense of like it gives stakes for when she's mm-hmm. working, right? And I think like and seeing her, especially the early stuff where she's like really struggling with the kids and like takes them out to get dinner and like she's like I'm good. I don't need yeah, food. Just a cup I had, of coffee. Yeah, just coffee. That is the thing where I'm like, whoof! I am a privileged a bitch. Like <laughs> yeah. I am. Really happy. I don't have three children that I'm like trying to figure out. How to that do. you know of. That I know of. Yeah. Who knows? That's <laughs> my twenties were wild. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, that was that stuff was great in the sense that it informed the story. But I basically was like, I'm here for her and Cherry Jones and the mm-hmm. woman that had the hysterectomy yep. who I thought did an awesome amazing. job. Amazing. Yeah. I'm amazing. So great. Those here are for the Albert Finney, Julia Roberts Red Marte. Love it. Love that. That was what I was Ed. here for. And so in that sense, I was like, this is a way more entertaining. What was the movie that we're talking about that was like a Michael Clayton too that was like a better... Michael Constant Gardner. Constant Gardner, mm-hmm. right. It's, like, yeah. in that same category of just like, this is a well-told yarn. Yeah. This is and a, the thing about this movie is yeah. I feel like, I mean, obviously it is based on a true story, which those other two are not. Yeah. Um, but this is, um, it also feels just realer because it's like, I totally believe like someone like PG&E would hire someone to be like, hey, we're going to do something to you. Yeah. But yeah. we don't see them kill multiple people like in those other two movies. So yes. it's like, so that feels like a little more like on the level yes. and I can follow it, but not all of a sudden. Like, she, like, like dodging like sniper like a, bullets yeah. or, yeah. yeah. 
planted like a, right. a car bomb. Yeah, someone yeah. blew up Aaron Eckhart's Dotson or motorcycle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I do feel like this is um, an underdog story, right? And so you yeah. see, you understand why these, uh, you know, why these people in this very small town who, like she says, like aren't educated can really relate to her. And that, like, that's where her backstory for me is very important. And I do kind of relate to, um, you know, because you're like, okay, yeah, this woman is, I mean, I loved when she, that scene where she's talking about how she was a beauty queen. Yeah. And she's like, I really thought that I was going to do something with my life. And then when she, you know, later on talks about how I walk into a room at, in Hinky, Hinky, Hinkley, um, Hinkley, Hinkley, uh, the room stops and they look to me, Yeah, you know, and I think that's such a universally relatable feeling of like, you know, I think all of these made me important again as exactly feel something. Yeah. And that she could hold her own, uh, up against these, you know, big time lawyers and a huge massive corporation yeah. and that yeah. you know it really makes you it, you know it makes you feel like yeah I'm maybe just one person who's not a great person on the planet and not famous and I'm not rich and on all these things but like god damn like stick to your principles yeah it really and, raises you up yeah. yeah speaking of big time lawyers at big firms um, I mostly was interested in watching this movie because of one Mr. Tom Girardi which I can tell from your two faces it's nothing <laughs> to you. That's totally fine. I swear some people will know what I'm talking about. Um, Tom Girardi, married to Miss Erica Jane. Tom Girardi worked on the Aaron Brockovich case. If you guys didn't know that, go look it up. I definitely did a deep dive into Wikipedia. Ooh. He was part of the big firm that oh. Aaron so Albert Finney went He's to. a real lawyer? He's a he's... real person, okay. Tom Girardi. He oh. is married to one of the best real housewives of Beverly Hills. Oh. Erica Jane. Erica Jane. Erica Jane. Yeah. Erica Jane. <laughs> Miss Erica Jane. Nay. Erica Girardi. <laughs> Although she's really gone off the reservation recently. Her performance at this reunion was terrible, and I oh. don't know what's up with her. She said she had a migraine, but I think she just might be a bitch. Well. Anyway, you know. that's not even over there, but I was interested <laughs> watching it because I, I did, kept waiting for the big... I did notice in the credits, during the credit scroll, that the man who plays the judge... Uh, like the in the first courtroom scene that, that is like I'm and I'm upset I'm Bar- Barstow and yeah. right this is uh, yeah it he was that was the real judge it says played well, by him so it just, was like that character and then the I just I just read that yeah. the actual Aaron Brockovich is the waitress the waitress yes I saw that too oh. I think didn't Julia Roberts bring the real Aaron Brockovich to the, to the Oscars, Oscars that year? I think so yeah. yeah that seems like a real Julia Roberts thing to do. yeah yeah, yeah. Probably was between right. husbands. Yeah. Like, Margot Robbie, sit down. It's yeah. been done already. <laughs> yeah. Also, Aaron Brockovich was a great Sarah person Paul that all these Tom. people. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Tonya Harding was <laughs> um, She's bad. Uh, should, let's move on. Let's move on. I don't have a good segue. I really liked Aaron Brockovich. A lot of it was montage. But I listen. I do love a good montage. Yeah, we're gonna have yeah. a montage. I also you know just montage? really quickly before we move on, I do just want to do a shout out to the costume designer on this because really loving her boobs. 
her, well, yeah, they were beautiful. But, um, uh, like, I love the choice. We actually said, like, so many backless heels in this. And it was just like, yes. Yeah. I feel like they nailed Nailed, nailed. Again, this is why you're here, and I really love it that you're just really calling, calling that out, and bringing our attention to little Um, details like that, which make the movie. Did you know in real life that she got sick from, like, really the going to Hinkley? Okay, hexadecimal. My, I wanted they they didn't Soderbergh didn't put it in the movie because he thought it would make her seem like too much of a martyr. Oh, interesting. And he so might have been right. So they actually. shot some of the stuff like with her in the hospital, but they they ended up not using it. Because that when she was sick, right? Remember when she, she gets? Just, yeah, maybe that was like early stuff, and then like they right. cut like what it ended up. Because she was, they, she gets yeah, sick, like, and I like and I figure like, yeah. I was thinking like, oh, is that where this is going? Yeah. Like, does does she actually get a little bit of poison, poisoning yeah. or whatever it is from? Yeah. That is a real badass moment when she's like. I hope you enjoyed that water. We had a brought in special oh, yeah. for you for weekly. Yeah. That was like a real... And they're like... Yeah. Whoa, yeah, that, 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 that woman's yeah. reaction is shocked. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it literally is like if you held a gun to yeah. her head. By the way, think about the casting sessions for that role. Oh. Like, how are you going to do this? We're looking for gonna... someone real cunty. <laughs> and uh, just that you can just convey that with just a look. Yeah. And have like one line. Right. Yeah. That's like I the part that I would here. go um, for and not get. But speaking of Soderbergh um, and decisions, <gasps> let's move on to his other movie of the year. Traffic. It's funny that he had two and neither one is anything. Okay. <laughs> That's not true. Aaron Brockovich is very enjoyable. I had never seen Traffic before. Oh. This is my first time. Oh, that's a lot to take for the first, like, it's a lot to jam in for a first viewing. Here's the thing about Traffic that I thought uh, while watching it. I was a bit bored, (laughs) and I, I think the issue is I appreciate the way, I appreciate it for what it is and for what it is doing. However, and maybe the issue is it's just that since then there have been way better movies that have done this, way better. Uh, like Sicario, for one, comes up is like a way better movie about the drug, about drug trafficking. Whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I and I like that this is all like in in true Soderbergh fashion. There's like a lot of different um, plot, like whatever the different yeah. plots going on, right. and, and intersecting or whatever. But I only cared really about Erica Christensen. Oh, interesting. Wow, I think that's the worst plot line. I agree. I think that's the most unplausible plot line also. Yeah, and I also for think sure. particularly in a year with however you feel about the movie Requiem for a Dream, yeah. like it, it plays very like after school special yes. at a certain point where it, yeah. like... Yeah, it's like, very... I, like, I kept going, drugs are bad and good. See, like that... That's, do, you, do, you like, do you feel like that's a good That for me like is the, is the only weak thing about this movie. I, think I agree with that. I think Toro is incredible and I think that's fascinating. I think Catherine Zeta-Jones is fascinating. I guess she movie. was in Interesting. I guess she was interesting. I was pretty bored by the Benicio del Toro stuff, and maybe again it's because I've seen him do that same role way fucking better in Sicario. It's a totally different role. It's in so Sicario, different. Though. I guess because in Sicario he is a hitman, right? Murderer, he's the best. Whereas oh, this, he's like the one guy in Mexico trying has, to make a difference. Sure. Exactly. I I, lo- I loved Benicio's character in this, and he. He was so good. I know that we talked about yeah. this beforehand, but just such a subtle, quiet performance. Yeah, sure. And, like, just, oh, 
great. He I, wore so many facial expressions. It was I, just, um, yeah, I love him in this. Like, I love Benicio as much as Benicio loves baseball. <laughs> he does love. <laughs> he does love that baseball. You mean, you mean baseball? I think well. it's important. <laughs> That the United States of America. Well, it kind of was like a weak. That accent was. It was interesting. Yeah. I guess it was. He's Mexican. Um, but he doesn't great. have an accent. No, he doesn't. Yeah. No, it, it seemed a little put on. It was. I also. I also. This movie made me think of a theory. Is it about Michael Douglas? It's about Don Cheadle. Oh, Don Cheadle. And I thought about Don Michael Cheadle Douglas. And it's about why. Don Cheadle had to replace Terrence Howard in the Avenger movies. Oh shit! This is because at some point after the first Iron Man movie, Marvel realized that eventually they would need to be making movies where there are like fourteen different storylines with thirty different actors. Sure. And if you don't cast Don Cheadle in that movie, you're missing out. Don Cheadle, Boogie Nights. Out of sight, traffic, crash, the ocean movies. Mm-hmm. This he's is a guy. He's 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 in all. He's in crash, but otherwise he's in all of our best bits and pieces movies of the last twenty years. Okay, I figured it out about traffic. I I want to see the movie about the about the rich privileged uh, private school girl who gets who does fucking heroin because I went to it's rich called privileged. Requiem for a Dream and yeah. it's Jennifer Conley. Yeah. Well, I went to rich privileged, but she's older. Yeah. I want to see the high school version right. of that. I went to rich privileged high school and people were doing drugs. Yeah. I don't think they were doing heroin. I, I don't know heroin. I, I think heroin was happening. I think heroin is happening in high schools. So. I'm fascinated. So so no. Now, I knew a kid in high school who who did heroin. So there's that moment where, where Dover Grace, like, they're like, he does like, they do like freebasing for the first yeah. time. And yeah. she, he goes, so, um, do you want to try something or whatever? Yeah. And I literally was like, is that how somebody gets invited to do heroin? Yeah. Is that what that's like? Hey, so, um, do you want to try something? And so that for me was why I was like, I want to see that shit. I want to yeah. see rich kids in this house and like how this pulls their fault, like their lives fall apart. Mm-hmm. And like she gets fucking shot up in her foot and like all of this stuff. Like how does that happen? How does that kid go from well, like even when she's talking to the woman, she's like, "I have straight A's. I'm doing this." Right. How do you? How does that have such a grip on you that you kind of like fall from there? Everything else, like I don't care about Michael Douglas, the Captain Zeta Jones when she finally becomes a badass. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in that for yeah. sure. All of the stuff with the doll, but there's a lot of her in the beginning of just like I don't understand my husband, yeah. and I'm like, Rise up. Yeah, I, that's fuck. yeah, yeah, exactly, and being yeah. super creepy as fuck. Yeah, and then I like Sicario more. I guess, or uh, there's other, you know, drug movies. Right. So that was kind of my thing with traffic was I was like, this is, I'm, I feel a little discombobulated. And in the end, it, I just, it, a lot of it left me feeling like a little bit bored. <laughs> and end of watch is a better version of the Don right. Cheadle, um, that thing, I, whatever. Yeah. So I think what we also have to take into it, and this is, this is one, cause I, I really actually, Enjoyed traffic more than I thought I would going like yeah. go, than I remembered it, but I I think we have to take in, 
in this particular case, the context of when this film was made, which was right in the middle of the of like the war on drugs. Yeah. Do we do we fight it? Do we not? And this conversation was. And they do make reference a lot to like this is a war that whatever talking right. about the war. On I mean, drugs. I really think that that is what the film is about. Mm-hmm. It's it's a yeah. you know it's a discussion of the ring of the drug trade right. and how it will always continue and how it is, you know, like Louise Guzman talking about martyrdom, right? Louise Guzman, you know, dying is a prime example of like, you're going to, you lose your partner and what are you guys really fighting? Like, what did, what did he die for? This is going to keep going. And I think that, you know, that's why we, from, you know, to the top of the DEA, by the way, I, I did catch, I did this little side note, um, Benicio, when he's talking to somebody in Spanish, refers to the DEA as the, like, the three letters. Like, if you actually oh, go back, yeah. and then the subtitles say the DEA, yeah. but, so I wonder if that's, like, a he colloquialism in, you know, yeah. Tijuana, Tijuana, you know, Tijuana. the three letters. Um so anyway, uh, but I just think it's, um, you know, that to me is maybe actually the reason why this film doesn't hold up to me, even though I really liked it. I, I, I really liked it. I, I didn't I, I didn't love it the way that I loved some of the other films this year. Yeah. But I do feel like that maybe is the issue with it being held up because I think that when it was made yeah. at the time, this was such right. a oh my god this we're was talking such about drugs, a guys. it's such a relevant conversation to yeah. what was going on politically yeah. you know well and it's, you guys it's relevant now this is why we need a wall and this like, is, yes exactly I'd like this to talk to you about wall. donating some money oh I think we're cutting out <laughs> uh, is this did you, did you guys suddenly get sponsored <laughs> by the Republican uh, <laughs> yes I listen, I listen to a lot and of, we uh, will take that money I listen to a lot of um, Houston Astros baseball on the MLB app and you get local radio ads and there's one that plays all the time that's like it's literally just this guy being like who should build America it should be American. It should be non-Americans with non-U.S. educations, without green cards, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And you get, like, what he's trying to say, but, like, there's another voice on it that's, like, that's like basically introduced him. It's like, why are you here? And then he says something else, and this other voice is like, I don't know. And it's just such a poorly what? made commercial that it seems like this other guy's like, get out of here. You're a rambling lunatic. It's like, but this other guy's the spokesperson for what this thing is. It's like, it's Whoa. great. I, I didn't find, understand I anything it. that you just said, but it sounds <laughs> Made me think of the wall. It's about the wall, basically. Okay, okay. Um, I, I also didn't like the combination of the shaky camera with some of the weird oversaturation. Okay, colors. let's talk, let's take a second and let's talk about the camera work in this. This was, and again, we just talked about this. Yeah. So, you know, Soderbergh shoots his own films, but this was the first time. And edits them in like, what, like a day? Like <laughs> he just like puts, he just like goes home and yeah. it's just like, yeah, it's yeah, there we go. Like he is so detached from, it's amazing. And that's why he's been so prolific, Yeah, you know, because he sort of just like finishes the movie. He's like, all right, well, it's done. Yeah. You know, like, oh, the studio gives notes and he's just like, well, yeah, but it's done. Take just, a note from Tarantino. Get somebody else in there. <laughs> get their hands in. I thought that the edit, well, actually it won best editing uh, this year. 
I mean, which is incredible. Yeah. But, uh, it, I mean, deservedly. I think that there is I think is the is good. So and I think any time a movie tells multiple plot lines, it's more likely yeah. to win. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but this was the first time he, at least to my knowledge, the first time that he shot his own feature. And I personally think it looks like shit. All the Mexican, all the stuff in Mexico, I think, was done all on handheld. I think it looks bad, and I think it looks, yeah, I think it looks cheap in a weird, in a weird way. I don't like the way. I, I don't know if that whole color, a lot of that color saturation or whatever, if that's like, well, like, like yeah, his famous like yellows and blues. Yeah, you know, I don't like yellows and blues. It doesn't play. It just doesn't. It makes it harder to see in the street. Right, way. because then you see like it's so it's so great that he had two films this year because you can compare Aaron Brockovich shot Which by is, a legendary yeah. DP Ed Lockman. And it's still the same. He uses the same yellows mm-hmm. and blues, and, but it's like so good. It pops. And, and it gives you a sense of place. Yeah. So that sense, the sense of place in Aaron Brockovich when they're like driving into that, into like a fucking as somebody who's driven through the Central Coast mm-hmm. today. Yeah. Although that was actually very lovely. I've driven. Uh, it's like, like if you go to Vegas. Vegas. You're like, oh my god! Like I people would, live, people live out there. Here. Yeah. Put a bullet in my brain, but they are there, and that is, and that gave me such a sense of place. Yep. This, I, this, I mean, and to all your listeners out in Barstow, yeah. like no Tino. Sorry, Tino yeah. Tino we don't Shay. know you're out there for a reason. Uh-huh. We support you. <laughs> yes, yeah. hi, hi desert we, people. We don't mind stopping at the In and Out there when we're a little hungry. Oh, or, I was going to say a little hungover, and I was going to go, oh, I'm hungover. <laughs> But yeah, that this there's no sense of place in, in yeah. traffic. And it, like it dates the film. Been, it yeah. makes it it does date the film. Yeah, we should. Uh, hey, we just sh- walk through our recording <laughs> session. <laughs> I was quiet. Yeah. You were quiet. Yeah, I know, you know, you know, probably people wouldn't have known if you didn't scream into your microphone. <laughs> multiple multiple time guest Maddie Smith just walked Maddie through Smith. the through the studio, which is also his home. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, real quick, and then we should move on. Is this Topher Grace's best movie role? Oh, I love that. Is this Topher Grace's best <laughs> performance? Question mark. I, I think have such is. a crush on him. I'll be real with you. Yeah, I you, think it's his, at least his best movie role. If sure. Not his best. I would agree with that. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't do that one thing where he goes, uh, yeah. "You want to try something?" Yeah, and he yeah. does like that model that the monologue, monologue to the Michael Douglas. Where he's oh like, yeah. Oh, okay, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's now great. think about this. And right. then Michael Douglas is like turning into like falling down Michael Douglas and yes. Trevor Grace is like, oh, never mind. Yeah. Um, so let's but go on to wait, go ahead. hold on. I think we just also need to address how Soderbergh got every single famous actor into this movie. Yeah. Viola Davis as the social oh, yes. yeah. yeah, I meant to write that down. John Slattery yeah. as something. Albert, Albert Finney pulls over from Albert there Finney. and Albert Finney. And how about the uncredited Salma Hayek. Oh, yes. 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 She's yes. She, it's un- well, she is in that one. When I was watching, I was like, right? oh, I just remember the- Salma Hayek was in this. She's, it's just yeah. that one scene. Yeah. Yeah. Benjamin Bratt as the... Yeah. Or a... I can't remember the name of the uh, cartel. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm happy to see. Yeah. I'm happy to see all those people right. working. It all is my delightful. friends. And aside, and that's the, those are just like the. That was really good. Rest yeah. in peace, Miguel Ferrer performance. Oh my God, so good, so good. Did, yeah. did he just die last year? 
Like or two. two ago. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. But just, and then everybody like on bill, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's crazy. Yeah. Really, everybody is in this. Yeah. Held in his favors. Yeah. Or they just want to work with him. Yeah. Traffic. Let's, uh, let's move on to the winner of the uh, 2000 Best Picture. Gladiator. I feel like we could have introduced that like way more fun. If I could, have, I could have been like on my signal, <laughs> only shell, and then now say it. Gladiator. Good. That's great. That was much better. Um, much better. It's weird. This movie won Best Picture. I mean, just I feel like in any year. I guess it is only five years after Braveheart won Best Picture. But to me, it's weird this movie won Best Picture. I agree. It's Maybe not, not a, so much this year, though, because yeah. of the movies that we've talked about. I'm like, this is the grandest of This the is the grandest. And this was for two What we do in life echoes in eternity. This is the grandest. In it's the year 2000, this was the... I mean, this is what they yeah. were making, Yeah. Right? This was the big sword and sandal, yeah. giant... Yeah, I, I guess for me, it's just... It's a less artistic... I mean, obviously, it's a very different... It's a different story. But to me, it's the less artistic version of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Sidebar, if what we do in life echoes in eternity, Russell Crowe should be nervous. Because from what I hear, he's not a nice man. Yeah. And he apparently... I mean, he was even less nice back... Yeah. Didn't he, like, this throw period. a phone and stuff like that? Yeah, but I mean, like, even on set, like, I was just reading stories about, like, how, like... He was like an asshole. Like, yeah, yeah. I think all the time, and like he, would rewrite his own dialogue. Like, right. I think that there are several stories. Yeah, he I like told. I, there's like a bunch of credited screenwriters, but he told like one of them that like his line. I think William Nicholson that his line was bad, but he was the greatest actor in the world, so he would be able to pull it <laughs> off. <laughs> you know, it, he was method. He needed yep. that bravado that's to awesome. go be Maximus. <laughs> I gotta be honest with you. That's awesome when I hear that, and I like. Kind of like I actually, that I'm turning around on him right now. I love him. I, I, I listen. This is the thing. I really enjoyed. I, I I've caught bits and pieces of this movie over the years, but this is I was like I'm gonna sit down and watch this from beginning to end. And other than a few slow parts where you're like, yeah, 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 we know where this is going. It's all leading to the this big final thing. Um, it, it's pretty entertaining, and there's and there's there are good set pieces. And and good like uh, moments like quiet like whatever good fun like charactery bits in between everything involving Joaquin Phoenix is chef's kiss just hilarious and amazing so his good. facial expressions alone I was like I'm living for this right he now. is a master of the camp. Yeah. Bad character. Wait, the first scene, that Would first you say battle. The master. The master. <laughs> that first battle when they're fighting and he's going and he's going like. <gasps> he's making it's incredible. A I and I and I gotta tell you, in a movie like this, I'm here for it. Yeah. He's playing like a, and he definitely is for, from some sort of inbreeding or whatever the fuck. He's like mentally, yeah. something's fucked up with him. Yeah. So like yeah. I buy it. Dumbledore did not do a good job with that. No, no, not original, great. original Dumbledore. Or OG Dumbledore. Yeah. Not great parenting. Yeah. Death by hugging. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He really he hugged yeah. that guy to death. But um. But but again, that character, he really, the whole thing, but he just wanted to be loved. To the fact where he yes. smothers yes. his father to daddy, death. In a, daddy issues da- in Rome. Oh, my God. Yeah. Daddy issues in Rome. Yeah. I mean, talk about wanting 
your own movie for a character. Yes. I want I want the I want trilogy. To follow him from the beginning. Yeah. What happened that all of a that his sister caught his eye? Like what is that about? Yeah. And by the way, she looked gorgeous. Connie Nielsen, man. I could watch her all day long. Yeah, see, I think that's part of the problem for the movie for me is that that's so much inter- more interesting to me than Maximus is. Sure. Like, okay. I don't think, like, like you said, like... The hero's almost like, never the most interesting, though. I know, but, like, you said, like, the, the it can be a little slow parts because we all know what it's leading to. That's the problem with this movie for me, is that I don't need to watch this for two and a half hours. Right. When yeah. I know from 25 minutes in what the end is going to be. Like, you have to give me more than, like, him fighting bad CGI tigers... Like, which at the time I'm sure looked good, but, like, now, mm-hmm. like, it doesn't look great. Yeah. Um, and the Oliver Reed stuff, like, at the time, I know that was, like, incredible because the actor died and they had to yeah. like, CGI him in. But right. Like, now it's, like, ooh, it's very clear, like... Wait, who died? Oliver Reed. The guy who plays the guy Proximus. Who, that's yeah, the guy who, who runs yeah, the, the gladiators. Oh, that owned him. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, because when it won Best Picture, they, like talk about yeah you know well I didn't know there. that I didn't really notice that yeah. maybe I would have noticed if I didn't know but it's you can really tell in that last scene between the two of them um, if you go back and just watch that when scene when he comes to him like, and he goes are you in trouble are you in or danger where he's basically like really, yeah like if you go back and watch like it's very clearly like like, like some, they put someone's face on a stunt double. And, they, and his death scene like it's all dark yeah. it's just yeah. in the shadows yeah. you know yeah, um, yeah I you know, this film was probably the film I'd... Not probably. It's definitely the film I'd seen the most amount of times out of yeah. all of these. And so I, in going back, I'm like, God, I still... This does still feel epic to me. And, sure. you know, yeah. you, you, you all... Again, like, just thinking about the context of when this came out, like, this was before Marvel movies and yeah. DC movies. You know, like, this was before the comic book movie. I mean, not in totality, but you know, um, and this was the stuff that people wanted to, you know, this was the grand, you know, cinematic experience, you know, like the period and it's it's violent and it's It's really violent, violent, really violent. And you have like, you know, a drop of a war scene, you know, even yeah. though it's not a war movie. And it's just, it's so, it's just so epic. And in a way that you don't get that anymore. I yeah. felt like I was, I felt like I was watching an old film that, I mean, it was just because. Like they, from the forties in the sense. Yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. Especially with the Oliver Reed element. Right. But you, you know, they don't. They just can't make these movies anymore yeah. because they're so expensive, and mm-hmm. nobody's going to go see them because going to see Avengers. Yeah, is, and you can watch that it. on TV. Like they yeah. make that. They make these types of movies for. They make that movie. I mean, Rome was too much and is was yeah. too expensive, and they was, yeah. it was canceled. But like, if they made that today, that would be. I mean, that's Game of Thrones. It's Game right. of Thrones. Like right. they make. You can watch that on TV. There was a time where like you had to. This was a, a thing you'd have to go see in the theater. Exactly, like, and I I remember. The first time I I remember seeing this in the theater for the first time, and I wept. Mm-hmm. I was I was like damp yeah. from, like, from how much I cried. Understand? And because that again, just like that sort of classically cathartic 
the hero dies, and when Jamon Hansu buries the figurines, he goes, "I'll see you." Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. and he and you see him like in the afterlife with his. I'm getting literally. I have goosebumps his, right now. His son, who by the way played by, I don't know if you noticed this because I was like that kid looks familiar. So life is beautiful, kid. Oh, so he's been that kid, that one, that kid. He was already in Rome. He's been, yeah. They were just like, we'll pick him up. That kid's been in two movies. The his entire career is two movies, and in both movies, his the guy that played his father won Best Actor. (laughs) Maybe he's He's the John Cazale of Little Italian Boys. Interesting, right? Yeah, (laughs) he's the he he's the 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 charm. Yeah, 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 exactly. Get him over here. Yeah. I'd like to what be around I, him. What could I do in a movie with him? <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Depp's like, I never got cast in a movie with that kid. That's what happened. That's, That's what happened to me. Um, I don't know. He wanted him to be on that houseboat, but I really expected to like this movie. In Italy. I really expected to like this movie a lot more. It's been a long time since I've seen it, and I just didn't. Really. I'm surprised it did feel did. boring, though. I was, I was. I think I was well, Alex and I were talking this, uh, about this a little bit I think it's crazy he won his best actor for this movie when yeah. it's in between The Insider and A Beautiful Mind well I think he they gave it to him because he, he did win like, for The Insider win yeah oh totally and if you look at the movie the people he was nominated against you can see what there was like no one that is like oh well, how did Russell Crowe beat this person like it's not that the performances yeah. are bad like it's just like oh I guess it could have been a toss up with all, a bunch of these guys yeah. anyway it's mostly him just like rolling away from and him saying together as yeah. one I loved when he was like are you not entertained yeah, yeah I love that yeah. I love that too um, I was reading that also I guess they basically had written and gotten rid of a Connie Nielsen Russell Crowe love story because they didn't want to take away from like obviously like his relation yeah but it feels like that's still in the movie. Oh, it is. Yeah. Like, 100%. Like, every time they see each other, you just expect them to start I, fucking. Well, you, and you also want to be like, because they keep being like, was I so different then? Or whatever. Yeah. And all, they allude to this past that they have. And I want to, like, talk about other things that I want spinoffs of. I'm like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. Spill the tea. Yes. What happened in the past? Why did you break off? I assume like some sort of an engagement. Yeah, I don't know. Like maybe, what's going down? Maybe you should pitch the Maximus origin story <gasps> for, yeah, a, can we for get a television some show. Fucking young Australian kid to play <laughs> baby Russell. Straight Crow. talk. I'd watch the shit out of that. Yeah, sure, you would. Hey, here's another thought that I had watching it. I was like, it was very hard not to see the parallels between um, gladiator ring, gladiating, mm-hmm. glad, glad. Glad Oh, that's the technical. That's that. Okay. And the NFL. And I kept being like, Mm. is like Commodus like Robert Kraft in this? Where Mm. he's like, we're doing, like, this is entertaining the masses, but also like people are dying. Yeah. So is Commodus Robert Kraft? No, Commodus would be, he would be um, Roger Goodell. Is Commodus Robert Roger Goodell? Um, I, everything goes back Proximo, to Proximo, 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 Everything goes back to the yeah. Patriots for me. Yeah. So Are sorry. these football references? Yes. They are yeah. People in football. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Noted. Noted. Got it. Um, and the other thing that I can so think Maximus of. would be like Brady and Jimon Hansu would be Gronk. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Yes, and the um, the guy that he no, refuses that, to huge, kill. The huge no, the guy, big would be guy. guy. That would be Gronk. The really huge guy. Oh, the huge guy that dies at the end of the thing. Yeah. yeah. Did you want Hansu would be like uh, Edmund. Walker. No, so, yeah, like like whatever Edmund. the white, small white Danny Amendola. Yeah. Yeah. And then like um, 
the big guy that comes out that like that Maximus spares would be like Peyton Manning maybe or yeah maybe Eli Manning no because Eli no. Manning never spared Tom Brady oh Z- the same music from Pirates of the Caribbean. Everything for me goes back to Pirates of the Caribbean. I know I keep bringing it up, yeah. but yeah. that, like, that, the theme of, why did, they all get recycled, all these, these, you hear the well, music. Well, because it's the same, like, seven composers do every single movie, so. Yeah. But it is exactly the yeah. same music from Pirates of the Caribbean, I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. Make it work. Um, yeah. Okay, so, before we move on to some other movies from the year, we should rank the best picture on these, and I think this is going to be interesting. This is going to be I feel like we're going to have very different lists. I think so too, except for maybe five. <laughs> yeah, I think we can all Alice. guys on on three. <laughs> Number five is one, <laughs> two, two, three. Chocolate. Oh, oh, you knew we weren't going to say traffic. I sort of thought you would. Why? No. <laughs> We both liked that movie, and we all talked about how you started the conversation off by being like, we're not going to talk much about tra- Chocolat. I know, but I liked Chocolat. Alex, like, what's your number four? Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put Traffic at number four. Megan, what's your number four? I'm going to put Chocolat. Okay. I'm going to put Gladiator at number four. Number three. Alex. It's um, God. This is a, this is really tough, and I am um, God. I, I feel like I'm definitely gonna have to like explain this, uh, but yeah, I, I'm gonna put number three. I'm gonna put um, Gladiator. Megan, you're number three. Aaron Brockovich. Mine is Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Alex, you're number two. Aaron Brockovich. Megan, you're number two. Crushing Tiger. I cannot believe I'm saying this coming into this. Um, my number two is Traffic. And your number one, Alex. My number one is, is Crouching Tiger. Tiger. Which means Megan's Gladiator. Which means mine is Aaron Brockovich of this the nominated is, uh, movies. This is this is uh, this is wild. I'm and not. I, I I'm not angry, angry at any of these. This is a great year for film. I'm going to go ahead and say opposite of that. This is a bad <laughs> year. For film. I I, I love you. I thought this I year this. is. I mean, these are classics. These are all classics. I would I say love these films, and from technical achievement. To like acting performance, to just they are like they run the gamut from like yeah. huge massive all budget to small. Yeah. They're all different. I mean, Here's all what I'll favorite. say: This is not a bad year for film, for as, as far as these nominees go. I would say it is the most middle of the road that I've ev- of all the years we've done. There is not one movie that I was like, "That is a bad movie," and mm-hmm. there has been. The years where I'm like, that is like not not only should not have been nominated, or not only is should not have won or whatever, but like that is a or not been nominated. Yeah. That's a bad movie, right? And then mm-hmm. there's been some that it's like these are like stellar, blow my mind, like incredible, like 
but like uh, uh, Pulp Fiction and and Shawshank Redemption and, mm-hmm. and Forrest Gump all came out the same year. Like, right. Oh my God. Yeah. This is like none of these movies blow me away. Yeah. But also none of them are bad. They're all good, enjoyable movies, and I enjoyed watching every single one. It was just a funny for me. This was a funny year to be like, huh. Them's movies. <laughs> I feel like um, if we had like a social media following, I'd get really flamed for saying Aaron Rockfetch. I feel like I'd be dead. Why? I don't know. I just feel like both of you would be fine. I feel like there'd be people that would really hate that someone said Aaron Rockfetch was better than Gladiator. Right. Do you think and people are really going to go to the mats for Gladiator yeah. or Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon? If we had a social media With those following? heads out there? Yeah, I think so. I don't think anybody had, gives a shit about these movies. If we had people that, 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 that like subscribe to our Twitter, people give a shit about well, everything give a shit on about Twitter. Everything. Yeah, the yeah, people would care about... Well, yeah, then, I'm not saying then, like, I'm going to walk down the street. Don't go by Twitter. Set. People get pissed at Twitter because yeah. yeah. Chrissy Teigen talks about her. She's eating pizza. Yeah. And fucking yeah. somebody is like, pizza's bad for the baby. Like, Right. Everybody has a fucking opinion yeah. on Twitter. Let's but I think that these films are all so good. And and like my top choices, I mean, it vacillates. Crouching Tiger. Crouching Tiger. It vacillates. All, like at one point I was like, oh, maybe Gladiator is. Like, what are we judging this by? Like, right. you know, like that was, that was the iconic movie yeah. of that. I mean, like. That was the that was the movie. That was the movie, and that I mean Ridley Scott. Shout out to Ridley Scott, man. Shout out, man. Well, apparently, has never gotten over the fact he did not win Best Director for Gladiator. Oh, yeah. By the way, I just watched. I was like going through watching the um, some of the Oscar speeches, and the so all the producers went up and they were thanking Ridley, and he had oh my god, he just sat there and was like playing with his beard. No, pissed. He was. Pissed. Yeah. I can't believe. I mean, let's. Who won um, best right? Oh, Soderbergh. Right. Soderbergh. Which, like, he won for traffic, and even if you didn't like traffic, like, I can see why he won just for the year. The sure. fact that he had two yeah. movies nominated for yeah. Best Picture. Sure. And, traffic, and they didn't cancel each other out. Yeah. So I feel like yeah. everyone got together and was like, what should I mean? Yeah, I'm I'm not mad at your your list either. I feel like it could. I feel like my depending on the whatever. I just feel like if way. right now you were like, these are five movies. Which one do you want to watch again? I'd watch Aaron Brockovich first out of any of them. And that's why I'm choosing. Yeah, that. my that's my feeling about it. With, except with Gladiator, yeah. I feel like I probably would watch that. Yeah. But depending on the mood, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Aaron Brockovich is so entertaining. I'd watch any of them again except for... So many great speeches. So many great great monologues. Um, Let's quickly talk about some other movies from the year, because we're starting to run a little long. Alex, did you have one in particular you want to talk about? I know you do. (laughs) All right, so this is a great year for film in general, as we've said many a time. (laughs) Uh, And... Not, I'm not saying this as I think this should have been nominated for Best Picture, uh, but um, one of my all-time favorite movies came out this year, uh, Love and Basketball. I love what you're talking about this. <laughs> I love what you're talking about And I think, you know, as we talk about films that hold up over the years, I watch Love and Basketball on the regular, and I'm like, God, this is just great. Girl, you made Tell me why. I could watch that scene 
every day for the rest of my life. Um, there are you guys have two listeners mm-hmm. who are. Oh, my two listeners racist guy in Texas now. Right. Oh, yeah. But yeah, in at, you know, Goddard uh, mm-hmm. Goddard Residence Hall, NYU. 2002. I mean, definitely there were there were three ladies in a room watching that movie on repeat, and that scene, that oh my god, double or nothing. I mean, double or nothing. Double or nothing. Yeah, it's I. Just, he's not a very attractive dude, uh, Omar Epps, mm-hmm. but uh, so, in that movie, <laughs> I don't find him that attractive. But in that movie, okay. I'm like. I'd hit it. I'd hit it every day and twice on Sundays. I mean, Omar Epps is, um, I think, very handsome. Well, what, his brother's cuter, though. Michael Mike Epps? No, that, no, one, no one has that opinion. <laughs> <laughs> that's your Aaron Brockovich on Twitter. That's right. <laughs> that's what, guys, come at me. Mike Epps, better looking than Omar Epps. Mm. <laughs> I said it. I said it. I had never seen this movie, but I knew Alex was going to watch it, so um, I purchased You've it. You've never seen it? Yeah, you so I watched it. it. Um, and it's good. I think their performances stand the test Alfred of time. Alfred Woodard as the mom. I don't know that this movie does. There's definitely moments like like cutting to like the USC coach being like, good game, good game. That's like, oh, we could have shot that one more I think she's, <laughs> I think she's a real coach, that yeah, woman. Probably. Yeah, she um, acts like a, yeah. like an athlete. Um, but the two of them are great. I They're bet. so, they, they have great sexual chemistry too. Yeah. They just are like, it's not that. Nah. I mean, also she did Beyonce. How weird is it that she, <laughs> the entire movie, she has a s- scar on her face, and she tried to give Beyonce a scar on her face. She tried to give Beyonce a scar on her yeah. face. What yeah. are the maybe, odds? Do we know? Maybe Beyonce. Allegedly. Said, maybe, allegedly. Maybe Beyonce said something about like, I wish I looked like you in Love and Basketball, <laughs> and Sanaa was trying to make her look that way. Sure, maybe that was exactly. That, that. Again, to my point, this is. Uh, I, I would put divided. money down betting that Beyonce's favorite movie of all time is Love Basketball. Basketball. Sure. Could be. Sure. Yeah. Sure. By the way, now that you've said that, all I want to do is watch Love and Basketball yeah. with Beyonce <laughs> and a huge fucking bottle of rosé and a giant joint and we just like go to town and like braid each other's hair and talk about our dreams. A guy I work with uh, was at um, John and Benny's. No, um, don't with his husband Shut up. and Beyonce and Jay came in and sat at the table. Like, That's like three blocks from that. here. Are you telling me that Beyonce yeah. was three blocks wow. from here? Nate, Nate was just and like, I didn't feel a shift in the like air. She what like, is happening? Apparently, the, the like, traffic lights apparently, like, yeah. apparently, Josh like kicked Nate. Electricity was all of a sudden like I work with, I worked with Nate. And apparently, like his husband kicked him because Nate didn't notice them walk in. Beyonce well, they came in like a back. Room. They came in to like a back door oh, or something, Helen's and I guess lines. Jay like said, "We've been spotted." And Beyonce like turned around. At the same time, they turned around and just smiled at him, and he was like, "And then I died. And now I'm dead, and I'm a dead person." I. But he was like, they were just eating pizza, drinking wine. It was in between our two Coachella performances. He was like, I can't believe she was eating pizza. Like, she just like us. I was like, well, God. she burnt off 25,000 calories, calories on Saturday. So. God. And I feel like I am always see people, like, people are always going to John and I feel like of all the people I follow on Instagram, like, all the celebrities, yeah. they're like, Bishy always there every, every week. And, like, every time I go there, I see, like, Joel Silver. I'm like, who cares? Where's my sighting? Yeah. Yeah, I'm more excited where's to my, see John Where's my Beyonce sighting? Yeah. Pete, 
hey, Maddie, just my husband just walked into the room, everybody. I'm sure you could hear it. Beyonce was a John and Vinny's. That's cool. I mean, Beyonce and Jay, you know. Beyonce and Jay. Together. <laughs> they went there together. And they apparently, they've yeah. they been drinking. They've been they drinking. Uh, uh, we should move on. Yeah. So, so keep forward. What uh, movie you want to talk about, Meg? So my movie I'm going to talk about is not, I will, I'm going to say this, uh, should have been nominated for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go ahead and say uh, should have won Best Picture. Um, uh, spoiler alert now. It is a also based loosely on a true story, mm-hmm. uh, autobiographical. And it is the finest movie from uh, this director, and it's called Almost Famous. Mm-hmm. Mm, uh, yeah. I'm a wee bought a zoo stand myself. <laughs> 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 oh, that Elizabeth Town, Aloha has been not awesome. However, I, I rewatched this movie and it's fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking yeah. good. Every moment is amazing. The one best screenplay. One best screenplay and should have one best screenplay. Mm-hmm. Um, Kate Hudson apparently had to like beg for this role, which I sort of appreciate or yeah. whatever. Um, if you have not she's seen this movie, it. she's it's great by in it. Far her best performance. I, I, yeah. Far and away. Do yourself a favor. The scene where she has to have her stomach pumped. And there's like the like love music playing. He's like watching her lovingly have her stomach pumped. Of, mm-hmm. uh, Patrick Fugit is like one of the most weirdly heartwarming like scenes ever on film. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, I didn't know that they didn't have the. These are all just like little fun facts. If you've not seen Almost Famous, what are you doing with your fucking life? Go see it. It's so good. Everybody's awesome yeah. in it. Mitch Hedberg's in this movie. That's I all think you it's, need to I know. think it's. I think there's. Like three actors in this movie that it's not their best performance, and Bruce it's not. Ball? No, she's great. It's no, I think Phil Seymour Hoffman and Frances McDormand, who are both amazing in this movie, mm. it's just not their best performance. Yeah, but they're both amazing. They're both incredible. Yeah, and I actually don't think it's Patrick Fugit's best performance. I think he's better in Gone Girl than he is in this. Okay, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna let all that lie. That's great. because I think he's good in this movie, but I think he's mm-hmm. outclassed by everybody else in this movie. Okay, um, so I'm gonna talk more about the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 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 a movie about music, and movies about music I think are difficult to do sometimes yeah. because it pulls the music can pull focus, yeah. and they do such a great job of giving the characters such uh, a such specificity and be such a drive and like and the the story is so strong and like this, we talk about the screenplay so strong mm-hmm. that it doesn't you're not lost to the music in a sense and that scene with Kate Hudson's awesome and scene where she's dancing to Cat Stevens is awesome and little fun fact so Maddie made me watch this afternoon because I was like almost famous when I was talking about yeah the and I was like almost famous should have won almost famous is the best fucking movie and of all these movies it's the one I want to watch again and did watch. <clears throat> but I guess there's a scene that they cut out because they didn't have the rights to um, um, Stairway to Heaven. Yeah. And and it's him, like, trying to prove, show to his mom, like, this is why music matters. This is why it's great. Mm-hmm. And he puts on Stairway to Heaven and, and Francis McDormand listens to it. And it is... That's... I know we say this is not Francis McDormand's best performance, and that's probably true because she's... There's other uses of her that are. Everyone, I think even that if you just take out Fargo, this is maybe her best performance. That scene, it she is. It's just incredible how good she is. Yeah. In in mostly in silence and yeah. it's just mm. 
it's an awesome movie. It's so enjoyable and everybody's so likable in it and it's a joy. Yeah. It's yeah. a real, it's, it, there's dark stuff in it for sure. Yeah. Like, there's overdosing and like yeah. there's, it, and it doesn't end like, you know, it's not, it's not, a, it's a love story that doesn't, there's a love story that doesn't get wrapped up in a nice bow, yeah. but it is such a joy to watch. Yeah. It's so I, enjoyable. And like just the way that he captures wanderlust mm -hmm. and like, I feel, I feel like that when that film came out, we were all in that, we were all at that age where we were just like thinking about what are we going to do? And yes. like everything seemed so scary, but we, you know, it's yeah. just, but you wanted to be on want, that yeah. shitty bus. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think it's, he does such a good job of create of like really just creating that vibe you know yeah. it's a vibe yeah. uh but it yeah just by capture because that was right that's based on his when yeah. he was yeah. writing for yeah. Rolling, yeah. Stone. Yeah. Rolling Stone and I feel like he just really captured his experience like I feel like I, I feel the levity of that experience in his life yeah the way that he transcribes it to yeah, yeah. To, to uh screen yeah. we talk about sense of place and all these movies and stuff and it seems like very much like America at a certain time yeah like it seems very American and, and it, it does yeah in yeah an yeah way. yeah I, I, I definitely could have could have swapped out Chuck a lot for Almost Famous 100%. Oh, yeah. I could have let oh, that yeah. one go. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, this pretty so what did Craig watch? What did Craig watch? Um, aside from Almost Famous Love and Basketball, I watched Your Brother Where Art Thou, which is really enjoyable. It's not so weighty fun. enough yeah. to be, like, I think really in this conversation. Like, but it's totally fun. Chocolat is? Well, I don't think Chocolat is either, but yeah. I'm just saying that um, I don't think it was, like, the best picture of the year. I rewatched Requiem for a Dream, which I sort of mentioned earlier. Oof. I think it's maybe the most interesting movie directorially of the year. It's maybe a little too much, but I think he's definitely like making a lot of choices, and yeah. it's interesting. I also think it's probably our best Jared Leto performance. I'd say the only, other than Jordan Catalano, the only. Yeah, yeah right, of course. Yes. Um, and probably Jennifer Connelly's best performance, too. She's actually sort of heartbreaking in this movie. Well, she's you know yeah. weighs more than two pounds, which is I which I appreciate. Yeah. in this movie. Yeah, I mean it's seven, seven, seven pounds. Seven pounds. <laughs> seven yeah. I you know I saw it's been a long time since I've seen yeah. Requiem for a Dream, and I don't think I will ever watch that movie again because no. it was just so, it's a lot. It's like the best movie I never want to see ever the again. The scene yeah. with him putting the needle into the gaping hole I knew was coming. And I oh still God. had to. I like, had forgotten about that away. visual, and now it's there. Again. Although when I watched it, I was like, I bet this was a lot easier to shoot than it is to usually shoot someone shooting up because there's so much makeup caked on there. Like oh. you're just putting a needle into makeup as opposed to them yeah. making it seem like it's going into his yeah. arm. The movie I kind of want to talk about uh, just super briefly because I think for like the first hour and twenty to hour and thirty minutes of it was the best picture of the year, and then I think it loses steam and isn't because of it. Is the Contender. Mm. Do I remember this movie? It's Joan Allen and oh, yeah. Jeff Bridges. And yes. she's like the vice presidential nominee because the vice president dies. And there's this scandal about like these mm -hmm. photos of her that have come out in college where she's basically like in a threesome, like at a frat house. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really interesting, particularly now, I feel like. I feel like the movie's sort of ahead of its time in a way and like the story it's telling because it's all about like 
like double standards and like how mm-hmm. this woman is like basically like going to not be considered for office and there's this Gary Sinise plays this like fucking scumbag Republican congressman who like is actually seeming like has been like an okay guy like has like passed all this hate crime legislation but doesn't think she deserves to be the vice president so he like has all this like stuff looked up about her and mm-hmm. like it just sort of loses steam at the end. Like, you find out it wasn't really her, but she's never going to address it because she doesn't feel like it should have been an issue even if it was her. And, um, but Jeff Bridges is maybe, like, the... Why well, die on that? Yeah. Jeff Bridges is, like, maybe our one of our best movie presidents, if not the best movie president. He's just, like, uh, you're, like, yeah. He's like very like an Obama president. Yeah, He's just I like, like a cool guy. Like yeah. better than um, Andrew Shepard. I know nobody's better than Andrew yeah. Shepard. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I think I feel like Jim Bridges was a better president than Andrew. Do we think Andrew Shepard was a good president? I don't know. He was handsome. I mean, I feel like I he's spending he more the- times trying to find a date than running the damn country. Yeah, but he got that gun bill passed. You know he did. Mm-hmm, he definitely <laughs> did. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna get the votes. Um, get the guns. Get the guns. I'm gonna get the guns. Um, I have to go door to door, and I'm gonna get get the guns. I'm gonna get them. But I think everyone should watch that movie because I feel like he got him. He got him. I feel like this is a totally. Did you ever figure out Dupont Circle? No. You know, she was the first lady. She she becomes the first lady. She had so many drivers. Anyway, I think I just want to bring up because I think people should watch The Contender because I think it's a totally forgotten movie. Yeah, I agree with that. I loved it. Yeah. I remember loving that movie. So with everything we said, talking about other movies as well, what should have won Best Picture in the year 2000? Alex? Oh, man. You know, I, guys, I think all things taking into account everything, I'm not surprised that Gladiator won. I think maybe that actually is the movie that, you know, it has all, it, it checks all the things off. You know, it just, it, it's, it's the most sort of quintessential Oscar winning movie. Huh. Like. Sure. You know, sure. at least for that time. But it just, to me, it, there's no shock there. Yeah. Like, would I have chosen it? But what did I do think there, is now? the best movie of the year of the year I really think it's Crouching Tiger Head and Dragon good I really do good Megan I think I honestly all together I think the best movie of the year is Almost Famous it's big in scope Mm -hmm. it's it's different yeah it's uh, emotional it's great performances I fucking love it and I would watch it and looking back on it that's the movie that I think stands the test of time so there's a lot of movies this year that I think are very good I think all of them have like some sort of flaw like um but when I think about it like I feel like of all the movies we talked about there's like two movies I will watch again like tonight so then I have to decide what's my favorite scene from Mm. any movie that year and it's gotta be people singing Tiny Dancer on a bus Say almost famous should have been the best picture. Holla! 
will you take us? That's gonna Amazing. get. That's gonna take us out, right? Oh yeah, we'll play yeah. a little tiny oh, nice. That moment when they're all so mad on the bus and it's just silent and they're and then they just start fucking and it's one one person yeah. and then it's two and then it's that's how everybody sings that song too because mm-hmm. you're like I'm totally. not singing this song I'm not gonna commit to this even crud up gets into it crud up gets into it. Russell, and then at the end, and then he says, I have to go home, and she says, you are home. Oh, man. It's a, it's a it's phenomenal a gross oversight that that was not nominated. It's yeah. insane. Yeah. It's insane. It's yeah. better than all the rest of those movies. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy to me. Um, Alex, do you have a favorite movie of 2018? Also, I'm going to say something else. Oh, Brother, Where Out That was better than all of those movies. I, that's my other thing. Sorry. I, it, just that, that now that people are hearing that, that movie is also I, fucking Yeah, great. I did. I did like Oh, Brother, Where Out That. Okay, but you know what, guys? It's Oedipus, guys. Not Oedipus. Sorry. It's Odysseus. Odysseus. It's, human, <laughs> it's Odysseus, yeah. yeah. It's the Odyssey. It's the Odyssey. Shut up, guys. It's right. Right, right. Um, um, again, you know, love and basketball. So very, very, yeah. very watchable. Still. Also, also very, very watchable. <laughs> All about that. Yeah. Um, I also quote that movie like it, it's applicable. Oh I quote gosh. that movie on a daily basis. All the time. Um, favorite movie so far of 2018, guys. It's gonna go out to Cockblockers. <laughs> really? I think that that movie is our super bad of this decade, mm-hmm. and it is not without its flaws, mm-hmm. for sure. Directed by a woman. Directed by a woman. That's a big flaw for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, Keep but- him at craft services, let me go <laughs> He's doubling down. He's doubling down. Uh, I just had... I, cry- I actually cried. I, like... Wow. A, t- a tear came. I teared up a little bit during yeah. You saw this movie? I didn't see this yeah. movie. The scene between Ike Barinholtz and his daughter mm-hmm. in the in the yeah. hotel. I I I cried. Yeah. I cried. And I laughed out loud. I just saw it yesterday. Yeah. Um and it's been out for six weeks. So I was at the Pacific Theater and the theater was literally empty. Right. I love so that. I was yeah. like, I got chicken tenders, <laughs> I got my pretzel, I got my freak water cup, and I like sprawled out. Live, and I, yo, lie. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, it's so enjoyable. It's funny yeah. and dear, and I, I, I'm loving it being my favorite movie well, yeah. as of right now. now. Meg, still I have dogs. Well, it's still, listen, here's the thing, is I did see uh, a trailer for a movie that I am very excited to see. Skyscraper. Mm, <laughs> close. <laughs> And by very excited to see, I mean very excited to drink several mini bottles of Chardonnay through. And that is book club. <laughs> if you think I am not going to take a large... Uh, More than uh, Mamma Mia 2? Oh, and Mamma Mia 2. <laughs> that 100%. I was like, I'm not going to see this. I'm not going to see this. Like, and then as soon as like Cher was like, that's the best kind of invite. That's the yeah. best kind of party, little girl. I was like, yes. I will definitely be there yeah. for Mama Me too, but that's just like a given. Yeah. Book club is like I'm gonna need to go like on my own on like a Tuesday afternoon sure. and get like a little drunk beforehand yeah. uh-huh. and just like oof, let you it wash over me. Couple of bottles of wine before you see Craig T. Nelson's book. <laughs> Cannot wait for that. Craig T. Check out what Coach is packing. He gets out, yeah, and then and Jane Fonda and her. Can we talk about 
tits. Can we talk about uh, this movie made me look up what I think is really interesting about this movie is... Book club? Yeah, almost all of the male love interests are significantly younger in real life than the female. Really? Except they're love interesting. Craig T. Nelson is older than Mary Steenburgen, but Don Johnson... Richard Dreyfuss is younger than fucking... Richard Dreyfuss is like a year younger than Candace Bergen. They're like the same age. Okay. But... Andy Garcia is like 10 years younger than Diane Keaton. Guys, dating. And Don Johnson's like 10 years younger than Jane Fonda. Guys, I'm so excited about book. I'm yeah. like. Dating I'm, older men is so passe. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate it. <laughs> so I yeah. thought it was cool. Yeah. So young. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Um, but, but I love dogs right now. But I love dogs. I mean, we'll see what happens with the club. But uh, <laughs> I love dogs right now is my favorite. I'm Most people have got that into Yeah. Um, I'm still going to go Tully. Still Tully. going Tully. Um, Alex, do you have anything you like to plug? Uh, no. <laughs> I've got nothing. No. Do, I, do I need to plug anything? Do you anything? want people to follow you on Instagram or anything? Oh, like yes, my want? Instagram handle, <laughs> Alex H. Amin. <laughs> That's A L E X H A M I N. Guys, help me get over 700 followers. Oh. I'm on the cusp. I'm on the cusp. Yeah. I'm right over. there. I'm in six nineties. I can't. I'm really struggling to break to yeah. break over. To well, 700. it's a big barrier. People know once you hit seven hundred, you're well on your way to a thousand. Seven hundred followers. Mego, you got anything to plug? Um, at Murphy Megan, Agent Two Ends, and at Too Many Megans on Twitter. But I barely tweet. Yeah. But I do yeah. a lot of. Only when there's a house, when shot, there's like so. a housewife reunion, that's the only time you really get to. Well, yeah, well, when there's a housewife reunion, yeah. please follow me because I get into <laughs> it, uh, and I probably will be tweeting about Vanderpump Rules tomorrow night. So you can follow me everywhere if you want to at Craig Jorzak. I don't know if you want to, but you can follow us at. The Oscar should on Twitter. The Oscar should have gone to on Instagram. Uh, rate and review us on iTunes, please, so we get more listeners. Like. Nicole's one friend whose name we can't remember, but thanks, man. We appreciate it. Uh, we <laughs> will be doing next. Baby, we're going to the 80s. Oh, uh, shit. So 1989 will be um, our next podcast. So that is Driving Miss Daisy, Field of Dreams, uh, Born on the Fourth of July, My Left Foot, and I always do this. Oh, There's no. always the one Guys, movie. if you... Oh, you Dead, write it down. Dead Poets Society. Dead Society. So those I was going to make a field of dreams. If you write it down, they will come. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's it. That's it. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Alex. It's been an amazing experience. Uh, we're recording Thank this like a week so early, so if the world ends before now, that's why we don't talk about it. <laughs> and see you later. Bye. Bye.